Welcome, welcome back. It's been a little minute, um, but it's been great to uh, to have a break, but it's also really, really great to be back. Um, and today is a really special event because uh, we have a 10-year anniversary edition uh, featuring one of the co-founders of Sol- uh, Selection, Andre Power. If you're not familiar with Andre Power, um, he's a man of many talents, um, and he's got a great eye for everything from photography, a great ear for music, a great eye for fashion and art as well. So he's the, he's a co-founder of the legendary Solixion crew um, who are celebrating the 10th anniversary this year, which is incredible. Um, and I'm very excited to talk to him all about that, the founding of it, and and um, and how how it's progressed over the years. And um, if you're not familiar, Serato and Solixion have teamed up, and we've just released a special collaborative control vinyl, um, and you can check that out on the on the website. Um, so it's out now. Uh, without further ado, though, I want to uh, welcome Andre Power to Serato Unscripted. Everybody, please give a warm welcome to Andre Power. <laughs> welcome, 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 Andre. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm very good, man. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show today, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm a little, uh, a little wore out from the past couple months, but specifically, uh, I was out in Miami for our Basel. Oh yeah, that's right. It was definitely a marathon, um, but a great time. Great time seeing a bunch of homies and catching up with people and being able to play again for that for that exam. It was, it was beautiful. No doubt, man. Um, you you you've done Art Basel before? Yeah, I think this is probably um my fourth or fifth one. I think the first time I did it was in 2015. Um, and yeah, even back then it was like mind blowing the amount of art and you know uh, music that happens and yeah, just all the community from all over the world to kind of come there and meet up and just connect and have a good time, you know? Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, I feel like Art Basel is, it really encompasses a lot of things that you, you know and love, obviously traveling, art and music. Um, did you get a chance to check out much of the art exhibits or anything that was going on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, a good friend of mine from LA here, his name is AJ Gerard. He had a really cool group show called Shattered Glass. Um, that was one of my favorite ones that I got to experience down there. And just seeing all the street art in Winwood every year is really cool. Um, and I also got to check out Scope, which is one of the main art exhibits, uh, a part of the whole Art Basel um, week. So I was able to check that out. And yeah, again, I saw some of my favorite DJs, um, some of my favorite artists perform. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good time. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Who did you play with but, while you were out there? What was that? Who did you end up playing with while you were out there? Um, I did an event with uh, Zach Bia um, and a friend from Philly, Josh Lang. We did, an e- we did an event with this NFT company called NFT Now. That was really cool. Um, I did a party at a club called Racket um, that some friends own. And then uh, I have a friend out there named Norma. I did a party with her. Um, she's like the mayor of Miami. So whenever I... <laughs> Touchdown in Miami. I got to tap in with her. Um, and yeah, all good times, all good vibes, amazing people. Everybody was so happy, such good mood to be back out there. Um, even the locals were enjoying it. So it was cool. Yeah, no doubt. I guess they, yeah, because last year obviously didn't happen, right? Yeah, last year didn't happen. Um, and I think the year before even was kind of mellow because I think like just, just like the word, of COVID was kind of getting out. So, mm. um, yeah, people were just ready, locked up and loaded <laughs> to come and 
have a good time. No doubt. What's your what's Definitely. your go to thing to eat while you're in Miami? Like what's the what's the dish of choice while you when you're in Miami? Um Definitely always Cuban food. They have some of the best Cuban food I've had in my life. Um, a good friend of mine named Sven, he owns a few spots out there, but he has a spot called Coyo Taco, which I can't leave Miami without eating Coyo Taco. Um, those are, yeah, that's probably it. I'm, I'm pretty simple when I'm out there, you know? I like to try everything, but we're always moving so much when we're there. It's kind of hard to like really sit down and have a proper meal. So, yeah, for sure the Cuban food, man. It's it's it'll change your life out there. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Coyo Taco. I heard it's a very legendary venue. Um, I've seen a lot of people play there pretty regularly, like uh, Falcons and Crays and those types. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a staple for Miami. Um, it was the first place I ever DJed in Miami. Shout out to Sven again for like taking care of us. You know what's funny? I think we DJed one of the first parties at Koyo and it was actually in it was actually at Art Basel. I wanna say it was two thousand fourteen or maybe fifteen when they first opened. So it was my first art my first Art Basel and the opening weekend of Koyo and it was selection parties all weekend. That's awesome. <laughs> so man. the sound it, yeah, it's crazy man. So that's still like a legendary place for me, you know, like to this day. I can't go to Miami without stopping by Koyo and eating and partying a bit. That's sick. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to take a quick moment. I want to shout out uh, Gons in the chat. What up, DJ Gons? What up, Taxi FH? And um, who else we got in here? Grace One, Tanya Seto. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And anyone who's listening right now on Spotify, I realize I got all those Spotify wrapped things. I got tagged in a few. And I want to say a big thank you to anyone who listens to this podcast uh, on whatever format, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. I just appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, and I also want to say, Huge congrats on the 10 years of selection, Andre. It's, I mean, that's a huge, a massive achievement um, in, in, in life. Uh, how does it feel to look back on the last 10 years of, of selection? It feels amazing, man. Um, you know, when we first started, we had a vision of kind of filling this void that we saw in music. You know, we had all these friends that were amazing artists, producers, um, vocalists, you know, all parts of music, but there was no platform for them to be heard. Um, so our main focus was to have our friends' music be heard, you know, and that's all we wanted to do since 2011. And that's still <laughs> still kind of what we're doing today, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been a journey, you know, it's, it's, it's been, for me specifically, I never thought I would be able to do the things that I'm doing, um, to see the world, to travel the world, to touch every continent, you know, um, have fans and supporters on all corners of the world. It's definitely a blessing, you know. I, I, I can't imagine living my life <laughs> any other way at this point, you know. So, yeah, very extremely grateful for all the supporters over the past 10 years. Um, for all the affiliates, friends, partners, you guys have been there since day one. Um, yeah, it's it's been a journey, and I'm extremely thankful for, for for each day of it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, we're I think we're all very grateful for it too. The amount of inspiration we've all got from it, you know, um, through the music that you've shared, the artists that you've put us on to, and just the whole aesthetic, you know, the events you've thrown, like. 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Honestly, it's hard to imagine a world without selection in it, you know, these <laughs> days, you know, like it was like the, it was just, it's yeah, a really perfect combination of everything timing wise. Um, I'm really curious to know, like, you know, when you started it, what, were you guys really clear about your intention of what you wanted to do together or, or did it just kind of come naturally? Like what was the initial plan, you know? Yeah, it came pretty natural. It, it was definitely um, just like the universe was kind of guiding us. Um, I met Joe in 2010. He had a vision of what he wanted it to be before he even met me. And when we connected, we kind of combined some ideas. You know, I was curating art events in San Diego at the time. And, you know, he was just starting on his journey at Cal State Long Beach. Um, wanting to pursue radio and things like that. So, yeah, you know, like when we started, it was just going to be a radio show, a website, and I guess like a blog for us to share our favorite music and to share the music of our friends. And then the label side kind of came when we dropped our first compilation, um, January 24th, 2011, Soul Election Compilation Volume 1. And from that, I think the label side really started to blossom because from that compilation, we had a lot of these artists, Taku, Abjo, Sango, Esta, you know, like they were all friends of ours and they were like, yo, like this compilation is doing really well. Like I want to put out my next album on Selection Label. We're like, I guess, I guess we're label, I guess we're label now, you know? So yeah, you know, it, it was, it was very um, organic, 100% organic, uh, DIY vibes, just us kind of learning along the way and us kind of learning from our peers and from our OGs, you know, and us also kind of learning from mistakes, you know, like we've all made a lot of mistakes along the way. And um, yeah, it just even still to this day, we're all still constantly learning on a daily basis. So um, yeah, definitely the beginning to this day, it's all been like the most organic thing, you know, just like following our heart and doing what we feel we need to be doing for music and for the community and for the world for sure that's so cool man uh and you know i remember actually we talked with esta you know a couple yeah quite a few years ago now and he talked a little bit just about your friendship and how much it meant to him um you know and and the fact that you guys all just talked about things that were really inspiring to you and i, I i'm really i'm curious to know a bit more about that because you know this is a time you know, 2010 to 2013, you know, 14, we're looking at, I'm thinking like there's a lot of Tumblr and, and then also, you know, the the arrival of what SoundCloud was, you know, did that, inf like how did that inform you guys? Because I mean, SoundCloud is, I think probably how a lot of us found out about about you guys first or was, was that a, a part of it or was it more of a Tumblr kind of aesthetic that split, spilled uh over into SoundCloud? I think it was a little bit of all those things, you know, like when we first started, a lot of the way I found my music was on Tumblr or just, just blogs, you know, like there were, mm. there were blogs out, out there. Um, there was one movement was a big one. Yep. I think the guys were from Netherlands. Um, so yeah, there were like blogs like that where we would just tap in and we would find music and it was always a link to the artists, like, I guess at the time. The only thing there was was Bandcamp in MySpace, you know? So, you know, it was just, like, for us, it was the timing of when we started and when SoundCloud started. I think we literally started 
and well, you know what? I actually heard that SoundCloud was around before us, but I think it just really started to blossom around the same time as us. So SoundCloud was definitely a major platform for us to like find these artists, have their music be put on SoundCloud, have our music and mixes, everything be put on SoundCloud. And it was just the timing of everything just worked out like kind of flawlessly and like supernatural and just, it, it was just, it was, it was, it was kind of cosmic, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, again, before SoundCloud, there was Bandcamp and just blogs. That's how we would find music. And then SoundCloud blossom. And then years down the line, we had Spotify and Apple music, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Timing for us was literally, it couldn't have been better. Couldn't totally. Have been better. And it's yeah. really cool. Like you mentioned movement as a blog. I, I remember that blog as well. Um, and I do remember them having a very specific sound uh, and, yeah. well, you know, yeah, style. And that was really, really cool too. It's great to hear that you guys, you know, you, you can touch on how that influenced you as well. Um, especially because you also have a really close relationship with like all the producers from, you know, the Netherlands, like, uh, you know, Jero and Jael and um, FS Green and all these guys. Uh they're very, very closely affiliated. In fact, I even spoke to Jail about like how close he was with SoundCloud, uh, with um, with Selection, and he yeah. talked about it. You know, yeah, just this kind of shared aesthetic, and it, that's really cool. I thought, um, just to hear that. Do you think? What do you think that that exchange is the, that they have over there with you guys is it, that, that makes it so similar? Um, I think something for us that's been important is like just to represent all sides of music and like, you know, we have a sound, we have some people would call selection a genre, you know? And like, when we hear certain music from the Netherlands, from London, um, from Paris, from Belgium, all these different places. And it's like soul R&B, electronic house type music. Like we connect with it so much because we feel like a lot of our favorite sounds were birthed in those areas, you know, and, and you know, just kind of were created in those regions. So, um, yeah, like these artists like Jael, FS Green, Full Crate, you know, like their music just connects with us so much in a way where it's, it's like we just have to be, <laughs> we just have to be connected in some way, you know, and like I'm not sure if we influence them or they influence us, or it's just both. Cause you know, I heard one of Full Crate and FS Green's mixes back before Selection and maybe around the time we started, they had a series called Mixing Monthly. And I tell Full Crate all the time, like those mixes made me want to DJ. They would do these mixes every month and they were so flawless. And like, like the music was Dilla, Sade, like all these artists from around, 88 Keys, Knowledge, After One and like, at the time when we started, that's the stuff that I was listening to. And I, I would have these mixes and they would come out every month and they were so amazing. So it's just amazing how music connects people from all parts of the world. We don't even speak the same language, you know, like they speak Dutch and English, obviously, you know, but like music is the thing that brings us all together, no matter where you're from, no matter where you live, no matter what your culture is, like we all have this similar thing and a similar sound and this connection that is the sound of music you know absolutely man and that's so really cool to hear too because um 
I mean, yeah, like yeah, FS Green and and Full Crate, their mixes are nuts. Like they're so well put together. Like I think I I saw FS Green just put out a a mix the other day, his all from his All Good series, and I was listening to it, and I was like, man, the way he puts those those songs together, it's just it works so perfectly harmonically. Everything, it's it's just a real piece of art, you know. It's like a total, yeah, masterpiece. Yeah, I've been a fan, you know. Like at the end of the day everybody that we've ever connected with, you know, like I'm still, a, I'm still a student in all of this, you know, like I'm sure you can say the same. So yeah. all these guys, like Jael, Jarrell, like anybody <laughs> that we've like somehow worked with, like I'm still a fan, you know, which is why the relationship is so solid and amazing, you know, cause like we're just a fan of each other and that's what makes it special, you know? Yeah. I love how it comes. It really, you really, get that vibe from selection too is this, 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 this kind of music appreciation music um you know a, a love of music uh, is, is really rich and throughout the whole the whole style i was gonna ask you though like you know you're talking about you know all of these different kind of things coming together um if you were to describe the style of music you play specifically you as a dj andre like how would you describe the music you play um most of what I play is influenced from from my young years, you know, from from a kid, teenage years. Um, being from Philly, growing up on the East Coast, my dad lived in Baltimore. Um, I have family in New York, being in Delaware. Like, the East Coast is, like, my foundation, you know? So whenever you hear one of my live sets, no matter what, you're gonna hear some of those influence. You might hear songs from Philly artists. You might hear Baltimore club music. You might hear some classic soul. You might hear some Jersey club music. You might hear some house, some go-go from DC, you know, like all these sounds and new artists who kind of have that same background or their influence from the East Coast, you'll hear all of that within my sets. So. A lot of my sets are that mixed with the sound of tomorrow, mixed with selection, you know, so like creating a bridge between my childhood and my adulthood is literally what you'll hear in every set. So you're, you know, 2000s R&B, like I know a lot of people play it, but, you know, I was actually raised on that. I was actually a teenager and I was in high school and, you know, I was doing all these things when that music was like, at its peak. So I still have a special place in my heart. I remember walking down the street and like, you know, you walk by a barbecue, a cookout, or you walk by a block party in Philly and you hear Jabru and Ashanti, you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> those, those memories are something I'll never forget. So when I play these sets, you know, it's like, I'm trying to really, I'm trying to relive that moment and I want everybody that's watching me at these sets to kind of like be on this journey with me, you know? So definitely like bridging the gap between, again, the selection sound and how I was raised in my childhood and my, in my teenage years is, is that's all I care about. And also making sure people have a good time, you know, like I want people to leave my sets like, man, like that was beautiful. I was able to sing along. I was able to be educated, you know, like, all that's important to me as a DJ. It's so cool hearing you talk about like the musical memory thing, because uh, especially yeah, two thousands R and B. I'm I'm 
I think we're around the same age, and and that was I, I was playing those songs in clubs too, and I have those memories, and they're priceless, you know. Um, and it's funny to hear people talking about that because the way music, especially at that time in your life, to you know when you're in like your your late teens or early twenties, you're going through so many like personal experiences for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like you know falling in love, you know going out meeting girls or you know girl, girls or guys or whatever, and um, you know maybe you know watching your first sunrise for the first time, you know what I mean, doing something like crazy at, at night or, I mean, could be wild or, or good, whatever, but with the music that soundtracks that and the people that you have around you, those will will, will be so special for your entire life, you know? 100%, 100%, yeah, I, I strongly believe. I mean, that and also like, you know, like the music videos that were created at that time, you know, like, even if you weren't at the clubs or at the parties, you were home watching these music videos, like watching, let's say like Sean Paul, uh, give me the light video or like Lou by Sean Paul, you know, or watching like anything from Hype Williams, you know, like, yeah. you're like, man, like I'm going to recreate that <laughs> when I'm old enough, you know? <laughs> so like, again, <laughs> watching belly, you know, like these things, like you want to be able to like, I don't know. Life to me is just, it's a movie and like we're here to create the soundtrack you know that's that's, that's our beautiful job. our duty <laughs> life is a movie and we're here to keep the to, to create the soundtrack that's perfect that's a quote right there andre <laughs> thank you man um yeah that's that's really cool talking about belly too i think about belly uh and how important that that like, hype williams that movie is for i guess our generation and and you know the aesthetic of that you're such a, a person that, that's really focused on aesthetics in fact i wanted to uh, shine a light on on your twitch on this the soul action twitch channel because you know during the pandemic you guys put on a lot of really great shows and um and i was always so blown away with not only the you know the curation of the music but you know the whole uh the visual aspect of that you know i'm, I'm curious to know you know your approach with that like was that did you lead that and was that was that a lot of your your vision yeah yeah um so when the pandemic first started, obviously, you know, a lot of us DJs or people who make their living from playing music and DJing, you know, like everything was kind of cut off. Um, a lot of friends, like pretty much all my friends are, are DJs are somehow in music or somehow in like nightlife or entertainment, excuse me. Um, so yeah, it was tough, you know, and we were in the process um, before the pandemic. We were in the process of doing a, a like partnership collaboration with Takate. Um, I have some friends over there, and yeah, like everything shut down, and I hopped on a phone with those guys at Takate, and we were just like, you know, is there anything we can still do? And they were like, you know, we have this budget set aside. If you guys can figure out what to do with it, like we're down to help you, you know, like, like we're down to support you guys. So I came up with the idea to do like a stream series and <clears throat> the first concept was only for three, you know? Um, I think in those three, it was me, Sasha and, and, and maybe Andres. We did the first three, you know, just as like a test run. And like the feedback was, was so good, you know, like we had, just like so much love and like so many people are like yo we need this right now this is amazing um the comments like everything was so good the love was just insane and Takate saw that and they felt that and they were like yo like 
if you have enough music and enough uh, DJs to keep this going throughout the summer, like we're down to support. So I was like, yes, we do. Like I can make it happen. So yeah, I just started tapping in with, with a lot of homies and I checked the homies calendars and the homies schedules and they were all free. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I literally just made like a calendar. I mixed in some live acts I've been working with, um, Tiffany Goucher, Rose Gold, Duran Bernard, um, Catalyst, you know, like I kind of mixed them in just to kind of like give a little balance. But yeah, you know, I had a lot of time to like have fun with, with the visuals, with the production. Um, my close friend, Brian, he, he was my partner with the production stuff. Um, he works close with a company called Nightlight <clears throat> and they have all the equipment, you know, and again, because they weren't really doing any tours and stuff, we just all kind of worked together to make sure these streams came out great. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot about all the different streaming hardware, software. Um, it was a lot of work <laughs> to do it every week, but it was fun, you know, like we were doing it for the people and we felt like the people needed us. We needed the people, you know, like it, it, it was a perfect thing to get through the pandemic, um, especially the ones with the live performances for me, like the one that we had Tiffany Goucher, it was like such a pivotal time um, last June, because it was around a lot, you know, it was around a time of like a lot of the protests and Black Lives Matter stuff was going up and it was just like this, this, uh, this like dark cloud and like this, energy that that wasn't the best kind of floating around so she did her performance and we were literally all watching inside our, our office like almost in tears it was so beautiful you know so yeah you know like that showed me and that showed us how important it was to keep this going you know so again i had a lot of fun um spearheading that and i had the support from the whole crew to like literally do whatever i wanted to do and yeah, they all kind of hopped in whenever they were tagged in, which is again, amazing about our team. They're always down, you know, to like do whatever. So I wish I could have reached out to the guys in Europe, but you know, again, we had such a solid production set up at our HQ and it literally just, just stayed there like for most of the year, especially the whole summer. And again, shout out to Takate for helping us out, you know, really like, being there to, to support us at that time when, you know, there wasn't anything else happening for a lot of these DJs. It was really something that like uplifted a lot of us at the time, you know, like not only like mentally, but even like, you know, like financially there was some money involved where we were able to take care of these artists, you know? Yeah. So, and DJs. So that was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out Tiffany Goucher. I, I watched that performance. And I was exactly the same, really like yeah. moved. And it was great, you know, music is the way, the best, you know, kind of, it's the way to communicate important emotional things that are hard to sometimes talk about or, or, or are challenging. And, and, you know, when people are hurting, you know, that's the best way to kind of come together with it, you know, and, 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 and just, yeah, share those, that, that, those emotions, you know? Definitely. 100%. 100%. And yeah, again, you know, like with the visuals, I, I had fun just, yeah, I was, <laughs> This was the software, uh, Resolume. I was literally just like spinning those whole streams, just like 
playing around and trying new things and like the people the people enjoyed it you know so <laughs> it, it was fun it was fun I, I learned so much last year and I feel like you know the pandemic for a lot of us um who took advantage of it it was it, it was for sure like a good time to learn and just be a student and, and tap in and do research you know Speaking of, of Make the now, best out of it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And and now that we're out of it, you know, I know uh, speaking to you before, you've talked a lot about how much you love traveling. Um, in fact, I wanted to talk a little bit about your show on NTS, um, uh, Getting Lost in Places, um, which is all about this kind of, your, how about you explain it, actually? I'm not, not going to try. Um, why don't you talk about <laughs> the concept of, of what you're trying to do with the show? Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Getting Lost in Foreign Places is a audiovisual project that I started back in 2015 that was inspired from a trip to China that I took. Um, I was on tour with, with uh, Vice Magazine. We did a, a small China run, um, three cities, actually, no, maybe five cities, Shanghai, Beijing, Guangzhou, Chengdu, and the first city was Guangzhou. And I remember uh, I landed and the representative from Vice, she picked me up from the airport. She took me to the hotel. She gave me the VPN because, you know, like a lot of the social media stuff and all that YouTube even just doesn't work. So she said, here's your VPN. I don't know if that's illegal or not. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, so she gave me the VPN and she was like, cool, I'm gonna go to sleep. Have a good day. <laughs> like dipped out because it was like super early. So um, I was so excited to be there. This is my first time in Asia, my first time in China. Um, and yeah, I was just like so excited. And I literally just dropped the pen at the hotel and I just started walking. I probably walked like five miles this day, you know, just like around the city. And as I was walking, I had like all these playlists, all this music, and it was, you know, going back to the soundtrack of our lives, you know, like just being able to like walk and look and just like, I was literally <laughs> getting lost in a foreign place. And I had this soundtrack and I was like taking photos and I was trying to match the moment in a photo with whatever music was playing. So that's where the project started. Um, I had a guest spot on NCS radio and <clears throat> they really enjoyed the vibes that I played. So they gave me, a monthly show and I decided to start the Getting Lost in Foreign Places, which is pretty much like me taking people on these journeys um, of me traveling around the world and kind of having them a part of the soundtrack that I'm listening to when I'm in these places, but also the music that I'm finding when I travel to these places. So for example, I went to uh, India in 2019. Um, got a bunch of music from there. And when I recorded the radio show after that trip, I kind of sprinkled in some of those songs, but also the stuff that I was listening to out there. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Music, visuals. Um, I take the photos, I make them the album art. Uh, and yeah, I did a photo exhibit here in LA where I partnered, partnered up with uh, Urban Outfitters back in 2019 as well. Um, I displayed about 15 of the photos. They were, they were all blew up. Um, I had some screens showing 
a lot of video footage from me traveling and then I did a live set in the middle of the gallery surrounded by plants and, and forestry <laughs> and stuff like that. And the set was the same vibe as the stuff that I play on a radio show. So I had everybody like sit around me in a circle and just, just kind of close their eyes and imagine themselves with me out in India or Southeast Asia, you know? That's so, so dope, man. I mean, like, like it's so cool. Like uh, I think about music as, as an environmental, uh, it's such an environmental thing, you know, like, I've talked about this a couple with a couple of people where it's like, you know, you go to the club, you want to hear club music, you know, you want to, that energy uh, matches, you know, you want to play music that matches the energy. I'm sure, you know, you can relate to that, especially, you know, because I've seen you, you DJ, um, I've seen, you know, perform and, you know, perform really high energy sets too, you know, so I know that, you know, you know, you're in a room, there's like, you know, 500 people, you're going to play to that energy. So you're going to play the music that, you know, that's, that's important for them. But also as someone who just loves sure. music and loves exploring, you know, there's there's a soundtrack to that too. And I think that it's great that you're really, a, you know, it's so cool to hear and how you approached things like that, um, you know, like concepts where it's more than just, it is art, you know, it's more than just music, it's an experience. And I think about actually that, the more I think about what, what it means to go to like a selection show and and that intention behind what you guys do, it's, is, is, it's very strong, you know? And I think that, that, if, if there's a key that I feel is maybe a, a key to your success as selection, maybe that's part of it, you know, would you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I had this conversation a few days ago, how like we all, you know, like our whole crew, because we all come from different places. Um, we all have like different influences, different backgrounds, different stories, you know, and it's cool when you, when you, when you, kind of hear me explain what getting lost in foreign places is or like when you talk to Sasha Marie and you hear her explain her radio show when you talk to Joe you hear him explain his radio show or you talk to anybody from our crew you, you talk to Jerry Jackson and you kind of hear him explain like like where his love for house and, and, and garage comes from you know like it's cool because you know we all connect through this common sound that is selection, but we all kind of have our own like flavors and like spices, you know what I'm saying? And, and things that we're into and things that we probably listen to <laughs> that the next person might not listen to. And I think that's what makes it special for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I want to touch a bit, a bit more about um, being that you're originally from Philadelphia. Uh, you know, it's an amazing city. I've been there a couple of times. Um, can you just talk a little bit about I mean, you talked a little bit about how it, you know it, it did it did influence your taste in music, but more yeah. specifically as a DJ, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, I know Sonny James. Shout out Sonny James in the chat. Actually, also shout out Styles Davis in the chat. But Sonny James being a Philly representer to the fullest, um, <laughs> and in a fantastic DJ, and there's yeah. a lineage of fantastic DJs from from Philadelphia. Like, what? How does that impact you as a DJ? Um, there's definitely like you know. <laughs> how can I say man like I feel like some of the best artists in music are from Philly actually I know some of the best artists in music are from Philly um I feel like like Philly births some of the most amazing talent and at first like you know there's a slight feeling of being slept on because it's not New York or LA you know so I feel like people from Philly work harder and they make sure that they're 
recognized for sure and they make sure that they're seen because they work harder they end up being some of the best creatives that i've ever come across you know so you know not to hype myself up but looking at somebody like sunny rich medina jazzy jeff you know what i'm saying like these are some of the greatest djs i've ever experienced i literally saw rich medina in miami i saw him dj at soho house they had like a tent he literally killed it and then i saw him again at dante's hi-fi which is his new project down there um the vinyl bar and i saw him on my last night and i literally went up to him and was like bro you had hands down my favorite dj set this week it was the highlight of my week it was so much fun and like you know that's to me he's an og he's like one of the goats for sure you know and it just inspires me to when i reach that level and you know just to make these other philly ogs proud you know like Victor Duplay was the one who kind of introduced me to the other Philly DJs. When he found out where I was from, he was like, yo, oh shit, you know. <laughs> oh shoot, like, yo. <laughs> it's all good. You can say shit. It's all good. Okay, cool. He's <laughs> like, yo, this person. I'm like, yo, let me introduce you to Jeff. Let me introduce you to this person. I'm like, yo, yo, this is crazy. Like, this is a cool, amazing community. And we all kind of have that one thing in common that makes us family in a way you know so i definitely love being from where i'm from um again so many influences you know like growing up all the soul all the hip-hop you know like that's in my blood and it will <laughs> it will be to the end you know absolutely dude that's really cool to hear because we also met uh one of the first times we actually got to spend time together was at at Jazz, jazzy jeff's house um at as part of his invite only event the playlist retreat um mm-hmm. So, so being from Philly and, and all the people that were there, you're talking about Victor Duplay, you're talking about Rich Medina, Sonny was there, uh, uh, James Poyser. There was like a, a, like a whole legacy of, of incredible people from Philadelphia at this place. Uh, you know, how did it feel to be uh, like invited to his house and be surrounded by so many of your heroes? Man, that was honestly one of the highlights of the past 10 years for me um, of being in music. And what's funny is like Jeff lives like two miles away from where my mom lives. So <laughs> literally like when we landed at the airport and we're driving, I'm like, are you guys, t- are you guys taking me to my mom's house? We literally passed her house. I was like, oh, this is crazy. And we like took like a couple more turns and we're, we're at his place. But yeah, um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was like an honor, you know? And this was, I think the first one was 2016 maybe. I think yeah and yeah it's like i'm looking around i'm like yo what am i doing here? <laughs> you know and like i'm sure a lot of people a lot of artists felt the same way you know because like you're in these rooms with like legends like like literal legends you know like you're walking around just place in the studio you're seeing the plaques you know you're seeing all the equipment all the all the merch all the stuff with his name on it you know the photos, I'm like, yo, this is literally a dream come true, you know? So for sure, like the first day, there was like excitement and I'm nervous, but I'm also like in awe. And I'm also like, is this is, is this really happening, you know? Um, but like everyone there, you know, like, again, 
all the goats, they made me feel so welcome. And like, again, it was like a, it was definitely like a family, a family vibe. And those are some relationships that I still have today, you know, like for color Zach, um, so many, so many people, man. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like craze might've been there. Quest yeah, love. You've been to a few, right? You've been to like, at least I think I've been three. to all except, I think I've been to all except one. I think I've been to all except one. Um, I think whatever the last one did, I didn't, I didn't go to cause that's always like a super busy time. Um, for a lot of us, you know, it's like festival season, all these different things. But yeah, like again, connecting with all these amazing DJs and artists and like working with them, watching them work, like um, seeing the outcome of like the last challenge when everybody kind of works together to make music. Like, man, just being in that room, there's so much love. There's so much love. And like, shout out to Jeff to creating something so amazing and beautiful. You know, again, I'm like, super thankful to even be a part of the same conversation as a lot of these guys, you know? Yeah. I mean, just so, you know, if anyone who's listening right now doesn't, isn't familiar with what the playlist retreat is, it's, it's really like this beautiful, you know, and all of the egos are out, you know, it's, it's, it's a really like equalizing event where there's people that are, are on all different levels in their career, young and old, and they're all collaborating together. Like one of the things is people, are, are, are you know get together when they work on music work on a song together that's part of the challenge that you're speaking of and um and then you know throughout the week there's these chats like there's podcasting there's um you know presentations there's workshops it it's crazy and uh, i remember the first the first year i went i think yeah sunny james said it was 2015 where the whole selection crew was there it was you it was taku was there joe was there um uh what's her name um so super sam was there it was like a there was like a, a squad and it was yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, you know, I think we, I think we were planning a big festival. I think that was the, I feel like we were headed to Amsterdam or something. It was like so much going on around that time. So again, you know, like, like we were trying to balance out the stuff we had going outside of that, but also trying to be present. And yeah, man, again, I was just like, yo, this, this is, this is, this is wild. You know, yeah. it was definitely something that I'll never forget, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I feel like that's an interesting thing too because that, that's kind of like at your, I guess around your five-year point, you know, um, middle of the of the 10 years looking back. And, you know, when you when you started to grow really fast like that, you know, being around mentors at places like Place Retreat, you know, knowing people like Vic and Rich, you know, kind of scaling your business from, you know, being something that you just thought was, was going to be, thinking it was going to be a website and, you know, maybe a radio show, when it started growing and you guys started doing more and more bigger events, how did you, how, how did that, how did you get into a groove with that, you know, doing the record label, all that learning, was that, was that, a, you know, all that growing, was there a lot of challenges, you know, throughout that process? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always going to be challenges, you know, and, and it's, it's really how you manage the workflow and how you manage your time, like all these things are important. Um, it was very, <laughs> it was, uh, it's very hard at the time, you know, but we, we made it through and we, I think we found the balance, um, of, yeah, like enjoying what we had, you know, like taking breaks when needed, um, 
taking a step back to like really look at what we've accomplished so far. I mean, like I still do that to this day, you know, like, like you have to kind of take a step back and just like sit in the success and like sit in the moment and be like, yo, like, you know, like I've really have done this and that, you know? So it was definitely tough, you know, but we, you know, it was all still so amazing. So amazing. Like I think around the time of that first playlist retreat, I think we were curating a festival um, in Europe or something like that, you know? So yeah, bro, it was, <laughs> it was a good time. We had a strong team, you know, like it was, it was, everything was just kind of working, you know, like everybody had their role and what they were supposed to be doing, you know, and we just, we just kind of made it happen. Would you have, is there any like advice that you'd give people though, you know, when they've started getting some momentum in, in their career, you know, anything that, that you wish you'd known or, you know, that you could pass on? Yeah. Um, ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> Always ask for help. Like don't, let your, your your pride or your ego not like within your team you know but like if you're starting to grow as an artist and you need an assistant and you need a manager and all these different things like it's better to get that stuff early than to be losing opportunities because because of your pride and because of your ego so don't hesitate to ask for help um use your resources that you have you know like if you have these supporters who like really love you and and they tell you that like, yo, like what you do, it changed my life. Like that might be your assistant or like that might be the help you need, you know? So um, definitely ask for help, ask for help, uh, delegate, uh, rest when you can, definitely rest when you can. Yeah. That's a key one right there to resting. Yeah, it's really important, it's really important. We used to have this motto, um, they sleep, we grind. That was our thing. Oh, okay. They sleep. <laughs> Four years in, I was like, nah, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna take a break. Nah, yeah, I mean, because, you know, like the first four years, we would literally be up all night, you know, like literally not sleeping, like getting ready for these project jobs, getting ready for whatever press stuff we need to do, getting ready for tours. Like we just, we just were in like super grind mode because everything was so exciting, you know, and it still is, but we realized that, um, the fatigue on our bodies was like, you know, it's a lot easier when you're younger, as you get older, you, you, you have to rest because you're not at your best if you're not rested, you know? That's so so good to hear. You know, I think when you were young, you do have a little bit of kind of like uh, unlimited energy for certain, uh, you know, for certain things, but it does catch up. Um, yeah. You don't want to get Even if you're not habits. fun, I think if something is just so new and exciting, you know, like even if you're in your 40s and, and it's just like a new project that you're like super hype about or like a new job that you're super excited about, you know, like it's kind of the same thing. You're just so like happy and then, and just pumped and excited to be doing this thing that sometimes you just forget to rest and like forget to just take a step back, you know, and just relax. <laughs> so the question I really is burning back in my mind is when is the selection coffee collab happening? When are we going to see a, a selection coffee blend or energy drink for, <laughs> for keeping going? <laughs> Actually next year. It's funny. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee. Yeah, we've been um, we've been in conversation. So uh, me and Andres were actually talking about going to like taste different coffees and like find the 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 perfect bean. <laughs> yeah, man. That's like, awesome. Why? Yeah, that's so funny that you asked. But yeah, <laughs> we're working on it, man. We're working on it. Cause I, yeah, I literally watched this uh, interesting thing on Vox the other day. Um, you know, Vox like the explained they do all that kind of stuff. Um, it was on Net YouTube or whatever. They just talked about how coffee is like this. It's a drug, you know, a legal drug, of course, but how it really allows people to focus and get things done. And like the world uh, post industrialization, industrialization with coffee is so much better, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I keep it on me. Keep it on me at all times. That's awesome. Um, so, um, you know, from speaking of Philly, you know, when you made the move to San Diego, I'm really keen to, to know how uh, that that um, that affected your outlook on things at that time in your life. You know, I mean, you were pretty young when you made that move, right? Yeah. So I moved from Philly to Delaware and I was in Delaware for some time, um, which is like 35 miles from Philly. And it's really, um, it's like a slow pace state, um, like super slow. And yeah, I just kind of fell into like, I just kind of fell into the slowness, you know? So when I moved to San Diego, I went to San Diego in 2006, I want to say. Um, when I moved to San Diego, I kind of had this like blank canvas, you know? Like I was like, you know, I just, I just kind of asked myself like, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Like, no one knows you. You have this 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 opportunity to like erase everything and kind of start from scratch, you know. And like, growing up on the East Coast, I didn't really embrace my artistic side, you know. Um, I was kind of a product of my environment, and my environment being, you know, some some crying, <laughs> and you know, and just I don't know, just like you know. I'm not a criminal, but I was kind of surrounded by things that weren't really me, you know, mm. and like it didn't really represent me. Um, so, yeah, I was able to like start from scratch. And that's something that was extremely important and like pivotal for my growth. So when I when I moved to San Diego in 2006, I kind of asked myself, like, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? And the answer was, I want to focus on my art i want to focus on a creative path um so i just started painting like every day like every day actually some of these paintings behind me are, are mine as well um so cool. yeah i started painting first and then i went back to school for graphic design um i was curating art shows around san diego art events at different spaces, at lounges, at clubs, at galleries, like, you know, I, I just embrace, I embrace the creative within myself, but also, you know, again, back to timing, when I moved to San Diego, there wasn't really anyone that was doing what I wanted to do for the city. Um, and, you know, again, like, paying respects to Philly and like the hunger that I see in people from Philly and also going back to what Selection has done, you know, like these two things 
were kind of exactly what I was doing in San Diego for the art community. So, yeah, you know, just putting on these art events, finding these local artists that were really good, but they just weren't good enough to get into the big spots. So I was like, yo, like, we don't need those spots. We can find this little gallery. We can find this little warehouse. I'm going to hit up 40, 50 other artists. We're going to hang our work. The whole city is going to come out and it's going to be cool, you know? So, and this is all before any ideas. This is all before I even met Joe K, you know? So I feel like when I met him, he kind of saw that like hunger and that drive in me and what he wanted to do with selection. And we literally just kind of brought the two worlds together. Um, so, yeah, I feel like if what, if I would have moved right to LA, I don't, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we'd be having this conversation right now. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just crazy. Like much respect to like every person I've met in San Diego and like all the opportunities I got when I was there. Cause if it wasn't for that, like, who knows, who knows what I'd be doing, who knows where I'd be. Like, that was definitely something that was important for me for this journey. You know, just like transition for sure. You know, what's really cool to hear though, is, is just what you talked about there. Uh, you touched on it as like this, one of the things I think that selection does and what you guys have done so well with your create curation and, and the way of identifying talent. It's so important what you just said about creating a space where, you know, people that maybe weren't, you know, major label artists or, you know, major label producers or major, you know, art gallery artists, um, but they weren't yeah. beginners either. You know, there was obviously talent. You guys found this, this, this area right in between those two levels where you, you, were, you gave an opportunity and showcased people uh, who were really, really talented and often would go on to, you know, be all these things, but you just kind of provided the space. And I, and, and I think about how valuable that space is and how great you guys were at identifying those talents and how important that is uh, in, in the world, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's still artists, you know, I mean, you know, I've, I've grown in a different world. That's not the art world, you know, like, like fine art, you know, like I don't like curate art shows anymore, but there's some artists that I found in San Diego who, never show their art, you know, and just that one first opportunity changed their lives. And they're like, yo, like you gave me the confidence to, to, to show my work and I'll never forget that. And now they're, you know, they've went to show their stuff at huge galleries and museums around the world, you know? So that's, and they still reach out and say, thank you. You know, and like, I don't do it for any other reason. Actually, I don't do it for any reason. I just do it because I feel like they deserve it, you know? And, and people see that genuine, I guess, vibe and like energy and they're just kind of drawn to it, you know? And when they get to a point where they're huge and blowing up, they usually tap back in like, yo, I'm working with so-and-so now. I so see you're doing that. How can I help you? You know, like you helped me get to this point. So I want to come back and return the favor in any way, you know? And I, I think that's beautiful again that's not why I do it, but like, it's literally karma in the best ways, you know, like I believe strongly in karma. So yeah, it's, 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 it's been a journey of like a lot of different worlds, you know, just being in the art world in San Diego and being like on this DIY path where like, you know, it was, 
the city was 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 uh it was kind of lacking at the time you know of of what i feel like i wanted to do there i wanted to create and i was like why not let me just let me just try it out and see what happens and people were really drawn to it you know so it was a great time <laughs> it was such a good time yeah good time it sounds like it kind of gave you the confidence you know to to be able to do that for other people too and and the confidence in yourself i think that that growth that comes from moving places can be really like inspiring in that way. Uh, if you can't find it in, in, you know, in your own city for whatever reason, but you know, like, I mean, I, I, I too moved when I was around 18 to Canada and I found a very similar, you know, kind of like sink or swim mentality where you got to get going, you know, or you got to make it happen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, again, like if I were to move straight to LA, I don't, I don't know if I were to survive because LA is such a busy hustle bustle city, just like New York, you know, or yeah. even like Chicago, maybe. Um, San Diego was the perfect pace for me. Um, and yeah, I still miss it to this day. It's such a beautiful city, you yeah. know, it's such a vibe. Um, and, you know, just like, again, coming from where I'm from and just like, I don't just, it felt like I was on a long vacation. <laughs> like, like literally, was, I felt like I was on a vacation. I was never ending. I was so happy. I was so happy with the simple things, you know, so happy with the simple things. I still am, you know, but like just being in San Diego, living in California, stepping out the door, seeing these palm trees, feeling this weather, you know, one of the most clean, beautiful cities I've ever seen in this world still to this day, you know, it's like, what more can you ask for? I was completely like, like happy and, and fine and like secure and comfortable in my world. Like everything else that came after and beyond that was, was just, was just extra. It was like a blessing, you know, but I was fine. I was fine working my little nine to five and, you know, creating my art painting and just like doing these little art shows and, you know, like I wanted more, but I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't necessary. So the fact that again, th that we're here having this conversation and that selection is 10 years up and running and I've seen all these places in the world and I've been able to like help inspire others and like help put on other people and change their lives as well through art and music. Like it's all a blessing, you know? That's so awesome. That's so great. I, I was also just I wanted to touch on as well something that I also think that you guys do really well um, and I don't know if I don't know how you, how it happened um, but you know I love the way that selection and, and what you have done with Joe and, and the crew you've always included a, a, a great mix of people you know you've got you know women you've got people of color like it really reflects in the audience the people that come out to the selection shows you know shout out to the DJs that you know are awesome in your crew like Kronika, Sahara, Yuki from Japan. You got people from all around the world and stuff. And, you know, was that intentional or just to just how you kind of approach your life in general? Um, I don't think it was, I don't think it was intentional, you know? I think when we started and even still, like, if we find somebody and they have, like, that it factor or just that sound, um, that's important, but it's not the most important thing. I think it's more important if we have a connection, you know, like whether that connection comes before or after we bring you along. Um, 
we don't know, but <laughs> we've met people and, you know, like we've connected with some artists, DJs along the way. And, you know, we thought the connection was one thing, but it wasn't, you know, like mm-hmm. there might've been a slight difference or like a slight disconnect or, you know, miscommunication with, with what we all wanted. Um, so yeah, so we just parted ways, but I think that connection is more important than how good you are as an artist or a DJ, you know, like, like we have to be able to like call you our brother or sister and like really have that connection for us to team up, you know, (laughs) for you to join the family. So, um, yeah, we definitely share something special with everybody on the crew. And there's been times where we've all been able to like actually hang out, you know, like maybe once or like, once or twice along the past 10 years, like we did a thing out in South Africa, um, 2017, I think it was, we had a festival called Rockin' the Daisies. And we did, we did a selection stage that was two days. So we were able, I think it was like 10 hours of programming each day. So this was like 20 hours of programming, 20 DJs, and we were able to bring along, like Yuki Babe came from Tokyo, um, Jero, Sasha, Abjo, I think Jared was there. So super sad. It was literally like so many different people connected who've never met, you know? Like we've been on the same crew for seven, eight years and they never connected until that day. So to me, that's what it's about, like, you know, You've been sharing messages, text messages, sharing music for seven, eight years, and you've never met somebody in your family until this day. And you just, it's just like this beautiful, like, union, this, 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 this connection, you know? That must have been amazing, especially like South Africa, such an amazing country. I'll never forget that. It was so good. <laughs> so beautiful, man. So beautiful. Hey, quick shout out. We got Shortcut and, and here, Playlist Fam. He says, uh, congratulations to Andre and the Selection Fam. So big up, Shortcut. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, so just talking a bit more about um, the, the like the African uh, influence. And uh, you guys did um, uh, a release with Jules and Sango on Selection Records. Um, so that's... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly play that. Uh, I'm just a little snippet. We we can't play too much of it because, um, you know, feds be watching. But um, <laughs> uh, we got uh, the Ritmo Coco from Jules and Sango. that's a, a recent release off of the soul action record label um do you want to just quickly talk a little bit about um just your relationship with like the producers specifically someone like sango who you i first heard of sango through soul action like I, I wasn't really familiar with him and i felt like yeah you know, i mean m- many producers came through the soul action uh you know the the channels that you guys do with the radio show and 
and the mixes, but uh, Sango is one in particular that I was I've really been introduced through 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 selection. But you want to talk a little bit about that that record specifically? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we met Sango like around day zero. You know, like he's he's been around since the beginning. Um, I think we first heard his stuff via Bandcamp. You know, like he had he had some releases up on Bandcamp. Um, and then we linked with him and we dropped, uh, Tarosinia, like the very first one, um, still like one of the most, one of the most amazing projects we've put out. Uh, um, since then, I think he's put out four different parts of that album. I think we're up to four because we dropped the R4 last year as well. Um, but yeah, Sango's family, literally day one fam, like one of my favorite people to be around, one of my favorite artists, producers. Um, he definitely like represents us and himself like so well. But that project came about, um, he's super into obviously like these sounds from around the world, um, tapping into ballet funk, being one of the first producers to like remix Brazilian music to make it his own, you know? Um, I think that was like super important for the culture and even for the selection sound for people to hear that and say like, yo, like these Brazilian Bali funk remixes to me, that's the, that's the selection sound. So people kind of look to us as like being one of the, um, crews that kind of birthed that. But yeah, I think with, with that project, uh, I think he just linked up with Jules and, they built a relationship and they just started working on a bunch of music and the project we dropped last year that you just played was just like a few joints out of many that they've created. Yeah, it's beautiful music and it's really cool. I'm a big fan of Jules. Um, obviously he's produced on, on a bunch of different artists, you know, a uh, huge producer. I did that one, that huge song with uh, Gold Link and um, Tyler, the creator. Uh, yeah. Um, also gold link yeah what can you talk a little bit about gold link i felt like gold link was a a selection affiliate in some in some capacity would you say that's true yeah yeah for sure for sure um we met him also back in like 2014 or so um he put out his first project called the god complex which is so good like one of my favorite projects from him and then around the time um we just connected with his team. Um, we decided to release a project with him. Um, called what was that project called? <laughs> but yeah, we dropped the project with him back in like 2015 or so, and yeah, he's been a fan ever since. Um, and there's even one more song I just want to quickly play. It just came out. I found it. I found out about it because um, this is this is a couple. There's a couple reasons why I want to play the song. I'm gonna walk through them real quick. Um, first of all, this is a new song from Tierra Wack from Philadelphia. So shout out Philly. But this was produced by Jay Louie, uh, Sam Gilliatri, and T Minus. But again, Sam and Jay Louie also I, I learned about through Selection. Um, yeah. So this is the new one. This is Megan Good by, by Tierra Wack. Oh, hold on one second. Let's run it back. Yeah. I know nothing lasts forever, but I thought we would Now you see me doing better, you wanna treat me good Should've done when you had a chance, yeah, the paper good I don't wanna take you back, you gon' say I should 
Oh, you gon' say I should I'm doing Megan good I'm doing Megan good Yeah I'm doing Megan good I think of so again, I can't play too much of that because you know feds be watching. <laughs> but I just think that's so it's so cool. Like I was talking, to, I was I was like, I'm gonna talk to Andre Power today, and um, you know he's from Philly. I love Tiro. Actually, he's one of my favorite artists. He's from Philly. He's so good, <laughs> right? And and this is produced by Jay Louie and Sam Gilatri, who I I learned about through Selection for sure. Uh, it must yeah. be so cool to see Sam and Jay doing big things. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's wild because. We met them when they were both really young. I think we started working with Sam when he was 17. And Jay Lewis, we met him when he was, I think he was maybe 20. But funny story about both of them is um, Jay Lewis started making music on his iPhone. He had an app. And a lot of his like early productions were all made on that iPhone app. Um, wow. And then he went to start working with Bryson Tiller, Bryson Tiller blew up and made him like one of his like, you know, main producers. Um, but the same with Sam G. When we first met Sam G, there's probably some videos that are still online somewhere, but he would he would make make his music. He would produce on this like mini laptop. It was <laughs> like this big. And the way he would like play these sounds on the little keyboard it was literally like he was like a scientist you know so just kind of seeing where those guys started and seeing what they what they both accompanied and play on massive stages seeing the growth and just like yeah it's 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 for sure amazing you know they they for sure like have done so much and sam g is still one of my favorites to this day i, I still play his music all the time yeah, Sonny James put me onto a bunch of Sam G too. He gave me a, a bunch of his early stuff, and I was like, "Oh man, this stuff just goes." It's like yeah. pure dance floor uh, fire. So wow, yeah, I, don't, I still don't know how he does it again. Like when we met him, man, he was only seventeen. I was like, "Man, these kids, these kids these days." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so speaking of which, I mean, I gotta ask, you know, are there any recommendations on? producers we should be looking out for or, or, or sounds that you recommend we should be checking out uh, currently? That's like a horrible question for me because I have like, <laughs> <laughs> like when I find music, I download music so fast and I just play it, you know, and I, I don't, I don't really look at the artists all the time. Um, some artists that we've been working with that, are, that we're still kind of working with, um, Singularis is really good. Um, Shaka Lion oh, from yeah. been the homie. Um, Giles been killing it. Still. Yeah, Giles' album, man. His whole album was so. I interviewed him earlier this year. I was like, this is the album, one of my favorite uh, albums. Yeah, he's good, man. And you know, he's on the uh, he's on the Jules album too, which is really cool. He's on the first track of the Jules album, so I thought that was really cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm uh, I'll keep you guys. Posted. I'm actually doing Selection Radio this coming weekend, so um, doing a full takeover. So if you oh, guys fine. want to see what I'm listening to these days, tap in. What time is that, uh, Selection Radio, this week? Uh, 7 p.m. on Saturday. 7 p.m. Saturday, that specific time on Beats, time. Beats Radio, right? Beats Radio, yep. Awesome. Thank you for <laughs> got to Got to plug it, man. Got to plug it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So uh, 
I guess the the next question I want to ask you. There's a couple. Que- there's only a few more questions. Um, so if you're if you're just tuned in and you're watching, or if you're listening on, um, uh, if you're watching on Twitch, you can ask some questions, and we'll try and get Andre to answer good questions only. Um, but uh, there are some very important questions that I need to ask you, uh, which we ask all our guests every time. And uh, this one, I, I may have even asked you this question before, but it's always good to get a fresh perspective on it. Um, what does the, what does the power of music mean to you? Power music to me is, uh, let's see. The power of music to me is being able to communicate what you're feeling, being able to communicate to people who speak different languages, being able to like bring your mood up, change your mood, bring joy, bring happiness. Um, all of those things <laughs> it's literally like like one of the most powerful languages one of the most powerful languages like ever like i agree it. yeah that's it that's Absolutely. It. <laughs> it really is straight, yeah straightforward <laughs> straight up andre that's great man um and then what what are some of the most important musical memories that your parents gave to you most important musical memories you know what? Again, I think just like being around a house. There's a few. I don't know. I mean, I know we're coming up on a coming up on the holidays, it's up on Christmas. But like, some of the black Christmas songs are like like the Motown Christmas songs that I was raised on. Like that will live forever in my head. You know, especially around this time of year. Um, and. Yeah, just growing up to all the amazing music from Philly being played around the house. Patti LaBelle, Teddy Pendergrass, Amazing Frankie Beverly, like hearing that stuff every day, you know, like, again, that's my foundation. That's my life. That's my culture, you know, like that's what made me who I am today. For sure. Do you remember when you fell in love with music? Do you remember? Was there a moment that you were like, wow, this is it? I don't think there was a moment, you know, like there was always, I just feel like music was always a part of my life. So probably since the first time I heard it, <laughs> definitely. Like I have so many like pivotal memories of, of just like, like when I hear a certain song, I can remember why it's so important to me. You know, there's some songs from like Anita Baker, you know, that are just like, whenever I hear those songs, I can remember certain points for my life like being on you know being in a car with my mom being on a school bus like all these different things like these these songs are again just like the soundtrack to my life you know it's, it's cool man i also remember one of the things you talked about is when you were first starting out as a dj and then you first started get um doing the world tour stuff with selection i remember you talked about how that that was a, a really important time for you. Um, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, um, I started DJing. Um, I want to say I started DJing in 2000, like towards the end of 2012. Um, so when Selection first started, like, I wasn't even a DJ, you know? And for me, I was, you know, what made me want to tap in 
to being a DJ was like I had all this music from all these amazing artists on a selection crew, but I also had all this stuff that I was raised on. And, you know, like I spoke about earlier, I wanted to be one of the DJs who kind of like created that bridge of like all the new stuff and all the old stuff, you know, and everything in between. So when I first started DJing, you know, I didn't have the confidence. I was literally up at the booth with my head down the whole time. Like I, I was just peek up to see if people were vibing and like, you know, I was playing like all types of stuff. I was playing like classic stuff. I was playing Chicago juke and footwork music. I would play, you know, Baltimore club music so loud. And I don't know, like, just like, just like the transitions were like a little iffy and, you know, I don't know. I was just like, so in my head and like not super confident, you know, and it wasn't until my first tour in Europe, August, 2014, um had a massive tour we did like sweden um germany two cities in germany so we did stockholm munich berlin amsterdam paris london and i think that's it maybe one more city but yeah it was it was it was crazy you know and from that first set i had in the first stop on a tour in stockholm that was the moment where I was like, yo, I, <laughs> this is what I should be doing. Like, it was the most life-changing moment. And then going along a tour, playing in London, changed my life. Still my favorite city to DJ in. Still my favorite city to perform for, like, in the whole world. Um, since that show and, like, every other show on that tour, it just, it just, it boosted my confidence so much to the point where, like, right after that tour, September 2014, um, we had our Stussy collaboration. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it was also my birthday on the same day at the launch and the same day as our event at the Ankleplex here in L.A. And all the confidence that I gained from that tour in Europe, whoever was in L.A. at that show, <laughs> they felt it. Like, that set is actually still on SoundCloud. I'm so happy somebody recorded that. <laughs> and... You could just hear, like, you know, I would play these songs and you could hear the crowd erupt. And, like, I was, like, this close to, like, crowd surfing, but I didn't because I'm a big <laughs> guy. But, yeah, it was <laughs> it was literally, like, one of my favorite sets to this day. And, you know, again, like, before that trip to Europe, before that tour in Europe, I just didn't have the confidence that I saw within myself to, like, go crazy and then really, you know, just 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 be confident, you know? So yeah be on a mic like i wasn't on a mic before that set now i'm now i'm literally like i talk too much at times so <laughs> yeah that definitely gave me the confidence i needed you know like it was it was definitely a transitional time for me for sure that's so awesome man i feel like yeah having that confidence it goes a long way with djing for sure uh just getting over those fears no one's gonna everyone loves music just make sure you get it out there yeah right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And people so really, fun, they really pick up on that. You know, when you have that energy, whatever you're giving, they, you know, they give you right back. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about a live show. Yeah, and I think that's what I noticed again, you know, like when you're playing in like Paris, for example, and you have a lot of people in this crowd who don't speak English, you know, but, you know, you're connected through the music. That kind of, yeah, that's that speaks in volumes, you know, like, that's kind of special so 
um, playing in Germany, playing in Sweden, you know, like that energy is crazy. I got a dog. <laughs> I got some energy for you, that dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a quick, quick shout out. Uh, Grace, well, I remember seeing you at South by Southwest. Um, was that like, what, 2015? Around about then? That was. I think we did a few, but yeah, I think the first one we did was 2015. Yeah, that was wild. We had our whole crew out there again. It was, it was, it was cool to connect with a lot of people out there. Maybe 2014, 2015? I don't know. Yeah, yeah around there somewhere. I yeah. think I was there too for that. Um, yeah. I remember when you when you came to Vancouver, I remember it was one song, I'll never forget, you played Lloyd, Get It Shorty, and I was like, oh, yes, this is, this is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, man. Again, those are the high school jams, man. Right? I'll, I'll never get enough of. Yeah. I'll never get enough of. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just so you guys know, um, uh, you know, we're celebrating, we've got Andre Power, co-founder of uh, Selection, and we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary uh, of Selection, and we've got a special Serato Control Vinyl out that you can buy. Um, it'll also be for sale on Selection's site. I think you said you guys are going to launch it on your site next week, is that right? Yeah, next week, yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys are about to drop? I feel like any any new music? I know you just dropped the new Fabo uh, um, EP. Yeah, EP yeah. Yep. album. 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 Yeah, album. yeah. And yeah. you guys are also dropping some some new clothes. Is that right? Am I letting the cat out of the bag? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna um, we're gonna drop a t shirt with the vinyl, which is why we're like kind of waiting. We're just gonna do a little package thing, and then um, yeah, we got like a bunch of merch coming at the end of the year. We kind of spoke about it, but we got some coffee. <laughs> got some coffee coming next year. Um, and yeah, we got some new projects kind of in the works right now. So nothing really finalized or able to talk about right now. But once I know, you guys will know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. What, would you want to talk a little bit about um, about your your night that you do? Um, I know I noticed. I don't know if it was recently, but I think I saw you did a you had Kate Trinata. Was it was that at your at your link up? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So I do a I do a monthly party here in LA. It's every last Sunday the month um it's called link up it is a day party that goes into a night party we start around three um and yeah the whole vibe of link up is again exactly what i spoke about earlier like like i want to make it like the barbecue cookout backyard boogie um block party you know like heavy east coast influence sound but because we're in the west coast you get that vibe too um it's always surprise djs like whoever is in town whoever's around never know who's gonna pull up just they just pull up with the flash drive and plug in or pull up with their serato and plug in i had to <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's, so yeah man we had um yeah we we've had some amazing amazing djs pull up so far um but yeah on this last one we had it was the last one of 2021 just because i'm going to skip this month because of christmas um i saw kitchenada the night before at the party um at some other event here in la and yeah i was like bro like you should pull up to hang out you know i didn't want to ask him to dj so forward but i was like <laughs> you should pull up to hang out and he was down he was like yeah yeah bro i'll be there and he pulled up and man, yeah, he was just like, yo, like, if you want me to play, <laughs> I'll hop on. I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. 
would I would like that. Like again, it was the last one of the year. It was packed. Like the vibes at this party, man. If 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 you've never been, the vibes are unmatched. I've I've never been to a party like this. Unbiased opinion. I've never experienced a party like this. So yeah, link up again every last Sunday of the month uh, here in LA. The area is West Adams. The venue is called Johnny's. Um, be on the lookout for the next ticket link. We should be doing it at the end of January. But again, trust me, it's it's one of the funnest parties you'll ever experience. I'm going to try and be around for this next one, uh, Andre, for real. Yeah, have your, uh, have your music ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll... Yes. I saw I saw Katra like premiering new unreleased joints. So I was like, oh shit, it's like that. Like wow. No, it, you know, it's crazy. Like man, it's it's unreal. And it's like that video went viral. You know, I'm like, yo, what is what is happening? So I think that'll be a really good look for the party, um, just for people to see that. Yeah, and just again, you never know who's gonna pull up and DJ. And that's my favorite thing about it. You know, like because it's a good party. You know, like, there's just no, if you come and you're a DJ, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to play. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for real. It's just how, like, like, I want people to just come and, like, just, yeah, again, it's, it's the house party, it's the, it's the barbecue, it's the cookout. That's, that's the overall vibe tagline <laughs> of the party, you know. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to go. Um, I got some people in the chat. I want to shout out real quick. Uh, Steven, Sir Jazz, you're saying let's go, Matt. I'm going to, I'm definitely down to go. Let's roll out to uh, link up next in, in January. Um, January, yeah. Yeah. Nice shout out DJ Sofinam and happy birthday to Hits Danny. Um, his birthday uh, yesterday, I believe. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Hits Danny. Um, and I've also got a question from The Reelinger, um on Twitter. She She was asking... Uh, she wanted to know uh, from you, Andre, uh, what was your favorite uh, selection episode, a radio episode, and why? My favorite selection radio episode was episode 500. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an easy one, but that was my favorite because, one, it was it was all recorded live. Um, so just just like the visuals and the music was, 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 was so diverse and so heavy and it, it just felt good. But again, I'm, I'm such a visual person. So being able to like go to YouTube and just hit play and watch that like in person and see Joe do his thing with the lasers and with the visuals, like for sure, like hands down, still my favorite set. I still play that one often. Awesome. Uh, was that, yeah. what was, where was this live event uh, for, for 500? Um, so like I mentioned, uh, the crew that helped us with our live stream last summer, um, the company is called Nightlight. Um, they have a, they have their own studio now here in LA. So Joe recorded the whole set there at their studio. Oh, dope. Dope. Yeah. Um, I, I was assuming it might've been the one at Coachella, but cause I know you guys did that crazy Coachella event too. Oh, wait. So. Selection radio or selection live set? Oh no, selection live set. I just don't know if you recorded the Coachella one. Oh, my favorite selection live set, probably Coachella for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was that the same year uh, Virgil was doing a thing too? He played right after us. Oh my gosh! Right after, like we we like crossed paths and like we like hugged and 
took a photo together and yeah i was like bro like mad love and respect to you like we met a few times before that i just haven't seen him in a while since then and then yeah we, we just crossed paths i was like bro like like i'm a fan oh you kill me he's like bro i'm a fan of you i was like oh chill don't say that <laughs> like it's all love like mutual love so yeah he literally played right after us wow right after as the sun was setting it was beautiful what a magic moment, man. I mean, I think I think about, about what he was doing in a lot of ways. You guys are very, very similar, um, you know, in your approach to aesthetics and design and, you know, art and music. You guys really live parallel lives in a lot of ways. So it's really... Yeah, yeah. I made a post about him um, on Sunday. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I said. Like, you know, like as a black creative, as a man, you know, like that's into art, fashion, photography, music, all these different things, you know, like he definitely paved the way for a lot of us, but also like, you know, he kind of showed us that, you know, we can do all these things and we can do them good and we can be the best at all of them, you know, like he kind of taught us that like, there's no rules, there's no limits to what we can do and we can do it all and we can, I guess, paved the way for one another to do all these amazing things, man. Cause he, he touched so many people in these, in these different worlds, like not only fashion, but in music and, you know, like he's, he's really just like a legend in that sense, you know? So I definitely look to him and like, look at his formula and his life. And like, I would love to leave that kind of legacy and message when I, when I pass on, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely. devastating to lose such a, a, an incredible talent so young too. I mean, yeah, yeah. took on too definitely. soon, man. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. Well, without entering on a somber note, I just want to say one more time, you know, thank you so much, Andre. Thank you so much for your, you know, you always, our, our, our friendship. I've always uh, really valued our time together as friends with all of our conversations and I'm really, really happy that we got this this vinyl out. I know that a lot of that work was was you and I meeting up and chatting. So, um, big congratulations on the ten years, and and thank you so much for working up with us on the uh, on the on the control vinyl. Um, yeah, and I look forward excited. to yeah, I look forward to doing more stuff with you um, in the future, and and maybe another one. Who knows? Yeah, I'm down. I want to get some music on the next one for sure. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody that's tuning in, um, again, like I mentioned, link up at the end of January, and I'll be in London again. Um, so any any watchers, viewers, or listeners that are in London, um, I'm doing a show out there January 2nd at Minishia Sound, my new favorite venue in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Best sound system I've ever heard. So, yeah, January 2nd, 2022. Minishia Sound, I put together a cool little lineup, and yeah, if you're in London, tap in. I might, yeah. Just awesome. Some surprise. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I won't be catching you in, in the UK, but I'd love to, um, so shout out the UK if they are able to check that, January 2nd, Ministry of Sound with Andre Power, and if you're in LA, uh, link up in January. And yep. last okay. Sunday of January. And where can people find you on social media? Where would, What would you like to, to, to plug here? Yeah. Instagram at Andre Power, Twitter at Andre Power, SoundCloud at Andre Power, everything at Andre Power. <laughs> I'm out here. Yeah. 
You awesome. Man. Well, um, I hope you have a happy holidays, man. And um, I look forward to. Yeah, man. Person, bro, hopefully. Awesome, dude. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Peace, Andre. Peace, bro. Thanks, man.